Welcome to Game and a Half Podcast, a gaming podcast that gives you gaming news and a deep dive on a game each week. My name is Jared. And I'm Kai. And we're both here, and today's Mario Day. Mario! It's Mario Day, everybody. I, he's an old plumber man. 34? Five? Five? 35 years old? I don't know how old Mario is. He's old. Almost hitting his midlife crisis. It's, it's crazy to think that Mario is still around. I don't think people... He's looked like him. a 40-year-old pervert plumber <laughs> his entire life, but now he's 35 years old. But before we get into Mario, we're going to go over some tidbits of news the for this news. week. We're going to talk about the news. So, in Nintendo Labo news, we got a VR kit announced. Let's, uh, let's take a moment to describe what <laughs> Nintendo Labo is. So Nintendo Labo is a... Um, really uh, expensive cardboard. Accessory for the Switch. <laughs> so the original ones that they had was you could build like um, a fishing pole and a piano. Worth it. And like uh, motorcycle handlebars and a big robot and steering wheels for different vehicles. And essentially those things correlated to the software and the mini games that you use them for so there was like a piano where you could play different songs um the big robot kit that you had you could use that to you were in a city and you could punch down walls there's a steering wheel you can build and you can race with it, it it's exactly like i said and it's very expensive cardboard <laughs> um but now there's always been talk of the nintendo switch and nintendo jumping into vr um and now we have it with the nintendo labo it's just, How do you feel? It's just a little it, too big for VR, though, the Switch. Right. Like so, a, like a, either, like, you have a standalone unit for your PS4, which has a screen right. built into it, but this, the Switch is a is a tablet on it's your a, face. It's a hefty... I mean, and it shows, like, in the picture with it having the Joy-Cons <laughs> on. I imagine that you can take the Joy-Cons off and it'll still, like, take off that... Or take up that square in, on your face, but, yes. It, it looks hilarious, by the way. The, the gun... Specifically, it looks attractive. No one holds a gun up to their face and walks around holding it in front of their like. Okay, so these are the start. These are the kits for um, the Nintendo Labo VR kit. So you have the starter set, which comes with the VR goggles and it comes with the blaster. Yes, you hold the blaster to your face, which is not how you hold the blaster. Um, the expansion set one comes with a camera and an elephant. <laughs> I'm still not quite sure what the, I mean the camera sounds It's really single use though. The right. gun could have been elephant. The right. blaster looks like an elephant. They could have just been like, eh, it's the same thing. No, but it has to look like it looks like an elephant. It really does. <laughs> it's because um, it's cardboard. I'm really curious to see kind of I mean, with the rest of these, it kind of makes sense of like what will correlate into the software, but the elephant, I just don't know. Do you just play as an elephant? What, what about the bird and the wind pedal? Yeah, so the expansion set two is bird and wind pedal, which I don't even know. wind pedal? I don't even know what a wind pedal is. Isn't that just a bird? <laughs> is a bird just a wind pedal? Wind pedal? It's like a bad translation of bird in other languages, <laughs> just comes out to wind pedal. Yeah, so there's also a kit... So those are each individual, each one of those sets is individual, or you can buy the kit itself that comes with you the Nintendo Labo. $10. I actually don't know how much the difference is. I don't think is. it's priced yet either, and it comes with all of the different sets included, but, I mean, this is an interesting step into VR. I don't know. You can definitely see what the age is, though, that they're aiming at, because all of the advertisements are probably like, 8 to 15. Yeah, it's like, and, and... Hearing a lot of people and their experience with the Nintendo Labo, uh, a lot of the fun came from building it. Like, the, the how-to instruction was really intuitive, and, and it was really fun. You get your kids together, and you or you do it by yourself, and you build this thing. But that was it. It was kind of like the cardboard was the fun part, and the software was kind of just like a... A sad mini game that you would play. It's like uh, opening an empty box. The cardboard <laughs> is the only fun part. I saw. I saw. There was a video, and it was a guy. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got my Nintendo Labo, and he opens it, and he takes the Labo out, and he's just playing with the box. The Labo came yeah. in because the box is just, just cardboard. cardboard. It's all just cardboard. Also, uh, it's not waterproof. So no, yeah. So it your... will buckle under rain or. And that was the other problem with the Labo is like, I mean, this was aimed at younger kids. And younger kids have a tendency to not be delicate with their toys. So it's not like this is like, God, oh, this is your high quality cardboard. <laughs> like, this is just normal this cardboard. Is normal cardboard. Uh, so not I carbon don't know. fiber card. card. And here, oh. look, this is the wind pedal. It's like a foot thing. I don't know. 
The wind pedal? Yeah, so that's the, because if you look at it down here compared to the bird, look, look how small the bird is. So that's the wind pedal. I still don't know what it's going to be used for. I'm still just as confused seeing the picture. Wait, what? I thought is it was it like, like a, a paddle. Is it like a plane? Wait, is it a wind pedal or a wind? Oh, wind it's a pedal. pedal. Oh, pedal. You pedal. see a paddle. Sorry, Dyslexia. guys. It's a pedal. It's pedal, not paddle, which is still confusing. What's a wind pedal? <laughs> I think it's like a, a racing, like a like an accelerator. I guess, but we already have like, there's already like down here, there's, there's already handlebars. Yeah, and this has a little like a, a, a gas to it too. There's already like a steering wheel with a gas pedal on it. Wow, the amount that you can do with cardboard is real impressive. <laughs> these and, and with like the, the robot kit, it's really intricate. Like there's a full like pulley system in this cardboard. Like it gets pretty crazy. You also it. have to wear your Joy-Cons yeah. around your face, which looks hilarious. Yes. So. But so there hasn't been any uh, gameplay of the actual software of this, just the hardware and what it comes with, but it's coming on April 12th, so if you're interested in trying out VR on the Nintendo Switch, then Nintendo Lab was for you. <laughs> I, guess. I guess. Hopefully, down the pipeline, Nintendo will send an actual VR kit. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, if we're lucky, but until then... Do you think it'll be with the Switch itself, like, or just like a separate system to no, run it'll along be with? No, it'll be with the Switch. Like, with the with tablet the, itself? Yeah, just because yeah. it's so portable, right? and it's even though it's comically large for VR, it's not that comically large right. for VR. And it's so. just not like putting the money into building a separate device where they can already use their existing device as a VR headset. And so. I mean, the Switch is a really great system for it because it already right. has the Joy-Cons that are detachable. Right, exactly. And they're already motion controlled. So as far as a, a system that should be built for VR... We need to get one and just try it out and see <laughs> see how yeah, it is. Well, coming Full to review of full Nintendo review Labo of VR kit. Nintendo Labo VR <laughs> So cardboard in, set. In more mature news, oh. Mortal Kombat 11 got a new story trailer, yes. which showed off everything. Well, <laughs> it showed off the, the whole game. The whole game. The story, which is essentially the bad guy, Kronos, wants to take I don't over. I know if that's her name. I think it was Kronos. Kronos is that yeah. her name? Well, yeah. Okay. Um, wants to take over the realm, and she's recruiting. Mortal Kombat enemies from the past to come help her fight in the future. And so they also get allies from the past to come help them fight her in the future. It's really confusing. It's they showed off a lot of cool characters. Time though. travel never makes anything easier to explain. No, it doesn't. So they showed off characters like Katana and Kotal Kahn, Cassie Cage, Kano, all those characters. And then they showed off Shao Kahn as well, which Shao Kahn uh, wasn't actually in the last game, Mortal Kombat um, 10. And now he's not only in this game, but he's heavily represented in the story as well, which Shao Kahn is always like the big bad guy of the Mortal Kombat universe. Yeah. Um, and then recently we've gotten characters like, what was the character's name? Did you just forget? <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, Cabal? No, the the bad, the main bad girl, you were just, you were just said her oh, name. Oh, Kronos. Kronos, yeah, Kronos. Jesus. Um, yeah, and then Cassie Cage and Kano both got in-depth. Uh, gameplay trailers of their movesets and their fatalities uh, and stuff like that. So Fatality. Yeah. It's going to be... There's two Johnny Cages, so I don't know how you felt so, about so one Johnny twice Cage. twice the douche, none of the fun. He makes a jetpack reference in the trailer, which I thought was kind of funny, but... Wow, know. okay. <laughs> so easily pleased by bad jokes this one is. So yeah, Mortal Kombat 11, which I believe comes out next month. It comes out in April. Uh, we got what, a new... What day in April? It comes out April 11th? Mortal Kombat 11. April 23rd. Well, it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it got uh, it got delayed a month later for the Nintendo Switch, because it's also coming out for Switch. Uh, of course it did. <laughs> like most games coming to the Switch, they were not quite at the point where, like, Xbox, PS4, and Nintendo are all getting games at the same time. Why? It's, like, it's, not, it's not hard. No, but they had to delay it, so because they had to make tweaks to it, because it doesn't run as well on the Switch. Shocking. Right. So, yeah, it got delayed a month, but uh, Mortal Kombat 11 comes out on April 23rd. Um, we're still talking about Apex Legends. <laughs> Every week, Apex Legends just we're seems... We're just uh, Apex Legends updates, sir. Right, we're just, just updating you on all Apex Legends <laughs> news. But it seems every week they hit a new milestone, so Apex Legends hit 50 million players in a month of its release, which, it's, that's, that's a crazy amount of people. It's still keeping that top, at least first through fifth slot in on Twitch. It hasn't gone past that since its release. And it's stacking up to games like Fortnite and All the all the big battle royale yeah, games. Yeah, all the big battle royale games, which Fortnite is, added a ping system. 
which is which just is feels weird. we're not going to talk about that because <laughs> we don't we don't want to give them any press. But uh, <laughs> that happened. That happened. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy. There was a, just an interview with the the Dark Souls team, and they were thinking about making a Dark Souls <sighs> battle royale game. <laughs> All it's gonna be, which is no, which is cool because if you think about it, no. all the battle royale games now are all shooters. They're all shooters. Uh huh. So how would it be if it was like a Dark Souls game? It'd be sad. Battle royale. Because it's just Dark Souls, and then you just die instantly. I mean, Dark Souls is already multiplayer up to I think four people, and you yeah. can do like a PvP kind of thing. But imagine that with, with like hundred people. <laughs> people. Imagine that level of sadness times a hundred. Right. Um, but yeah, Apex Legends is still killing it. We love it. It's fun. Yeah. Go check it out. It's free. That's the best thing. It's one of those things. A lot of these games coming out being free, they're not great. Or they, after a while of updates and stuff like that, they finally get to that good point where Apex Legends right off the bat was good. And then recently they just had their first um, big update where they tweaked a lot of uh, a lot of the heroes. They tweaked, a, they balanced a lot of things, a lot of the weapons and such. Um, and I think they're leading into that first battle pass and stuff like that, which is going to make them even more money because now people are going to pay for it Yay! for new skins and stuff money. like that. Money, <laughs> more money, <laughs> which so. just means more development and more updates. And right, more it's support. It's better for everyone. So go spend a couple hundred dollars on Apex Legends. <laughs> that's a that's a big jump. A couple. Those hundred. of you who can't, those of you who can't, do not go into debt playing Apex. Tell Legends. your rich friends to put a couple hundred dollars into <laughs> Apex Legends. <laughs> Um, but in Pokemon news, so Nintendo uh, tweeted a picture of the big stadium-like things that we saw in the last Pokemon Sword and Shield trailer. We all presumed them to be the Pokemon gyms, but Nintendo officially confirmed it with a tweet saying that they were these large buildings were the gyms in the Gala region, and then they're going to be hosted by the gyms. Uh, the gym masters. So they're not gym leaders anymore. Oh, that's the difference. They're gym masters. It's the same thing. And so, but then instantly, not instantly, but a little while after that, the tweet was deleted. So someone, <laughs> someone jumped the gun on that. Not that it was big spoiler news or anything like I that. Love, but I love that. Some yeah. guy runs some. the social media, at the Nintendo, <laughs> some intern. They're like, hey, th this goes out this week. Accidentally tweets it. <laughs> what are you doing? That was our big reveal. <laughs> we have nothing to show now. The whole point of the game is the gym masters. It's completely different. But just playing off of our discussion last week on Pokemon Sword and Shield, I think that the gyms and gym battling is going to be more of a, a, a well-known competitive sport. Like in the anime, Pokemon battling is seen as a sport. It's an event. People go to it. There, like, there's stadiums that are filled. Um, and then in the game, it's more like you versus the gym leader. It's just kind of you too. I mean, we've seen more in like Let's Go, where the the environments are more rendered. There's like a couple people in the crowd, but I think that. <laughs> looks like Ooh. looks like a looks like a Browns game. <laughs> no one's there. But now with like the uh, the showcasing of like the the uniform. I think that Pokemon battling is going to be more of a sports event. It's going to be more like we saw in the trailer, a little more cinematic, a little more kind of. So for those of you having a hard time picturing this, imagine going to enter your favorite sports team's name here. You go to the big stadium, everyone's cheering, and then it's just two guys with chickens. They just throw them down and they start fighting. No, no, but imagine those chickens can breathe fire, ice, any element that you can think of, fly. That is what Pokemon is yes. trying to sell us, is that it's literally legalized cockfighting, so... <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. You know. It's fun. It's, I mean, they're just 10-year-olds, really. They like really. it. They, they, they enjoy like it. it. They enjoy battling. It makes them stronger. But in something that doesn't seem very strong to us, oh. there was a leak, a potential patent leak oh. for Google's new gaming controller. So a couple weeks ago we talked about how Google announced that in May they were going to reveal a big update with gaming and just recently they did they they streamed Assassin's Creed Odyssey with their like kind of streaming through Google and now there was a, a patent link for their controller. Kai, how do you feel? You know, podcasting is not what one would call a visual medium. Uh, mainly because you can only hear a voice and you can't see so the abomination, <laughs> which is the Google controller. <laughs> and thank God, shield your children's eyes. Yeah, don't eye. look at this thing. It looks awful. It, like, it's nightmare fuel. Kai pointed out, maybe it's the most comfortable control you have ever held. I mean, this is all I'm hoping. This is what I'm banking on. Google is 
for those of you who don't know, Google, and they pretty much <laughs> control the world. So I'm sure that there's people at Google who are like trying to figure out like industrial design and like what's the most right. comfortable thing to hold. Exactly. That's all I can imagine because this is the ugliest controller right, ever. But, but like like you were saying, maybe this is like they're trying these new ergonomic designs yeah. and they're like, we found this thing. It looks awful, but when it sits in your hands. Because this looks it's like more garbage than the Steam controller, and that is a dumpster <laughs> right. fire. Oh my gosh. Using like the, the, the touchpad uh, is like a mouse pad it on your... It doesn't make no, sense. it doesn't. It has it like really 40 doesn't. polygons in it, and it doesn't work right. So on here, it's it has your traditional D-pad, both the analog it's sticks. A, it's a PS4 controller that's fat and white. Right, so both the analog <laughs> sticks are in the more form of the PS4 controller down by the, the bottom where your thumbs would sit. It has your normal face buttons, uh, and it has like a home and a menu button and then a Google button in the middle. And then there's like a voice... <laughs> A Google button. Right, a go- there's a button with a, with a G in the middle of it. A Google button. Yeah. And then there's like a little voice button near the bottom of the controller. It's like a little mic. So that you can call up Google Assistant whenever and then you're gaming. It looks like the top has the two triggers, but they look like it's just like flat on top. Yeah. It, like, you know how like the controllers round out towards the back and they're like triggers like you're pulling something? Like a samurai sword. They just sliced off a layer that's and what they it, laid the buttons That's on. what it looks like. So I'm hoping they're not just like four buttons on the top that you just <laughs> push. They're definitely gonna be. Because look here, there's not even like an arc around the back. But. I don't know how you can like make a picture feel so cheap that <laughs> they've succeeded. Like I, I know when I hold this, it's not gonna feel good. It's I not mean, gonna. Be, it's not gonna feel like a PS2 or PS2. Oh, it's not gonna feel like a, like a PlayStation controller. Why are you still holding PS2 controller? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's not gonna feel like. It's gonna feel like a piece of plasticky junk. Right, and I mean, obviously, granted, this is just a patent. So I mean, their controller could look completely different than this. They're let's, trying to just get this out and be like, let's get this patent out. Let's shove all our stuff in it now. Just make one patent so we're good. I'm talking to you, Google. <laughs> and call them out. This is atrocious. They're the only one that listens to our podcast. <laughs> this is atrocious. Yeah. Start I mean, again. But it does raise the like curiosity of what they're going for. Are they going to make like, a home console streaming thing is it just going to be through google and then you have your designated controller like what is their what is their jump into gaming going to be i hope it's not that that i'm looking at right now what is your favorite controller of any system you've played i think my favorite controller that i remember holding is the nintendo 64 (laughs) you're a monster (laughs) no that's a joke unless Um, you have a third arm that controller makes no sense i remember the xbox 360 controller just fitting like so and then up to the xbox one controller just fitting in your hand so well i really love the xbox Xbox 360 controller yes that's probably my favorite the best controller it is like it's just everything it just fits into your hands it really does Granted, I do like the PS4 controller design. I do like the analog sticks where they are. It's just, it's just not it the same feel. feel. Right. <laughs> it not that doesn't. Not that it feels wrong. It's just the Xbox 360 yeah. and Xbox One controller just feels so I right. Like the, I like the trackpad on the PS4 controllers right. a lot. I mean, I really want. I like PlayStation, and I want to. But the Xbox 360 controller. No, they killed are, it with the controllers. What What was your your favorite kind of old school controller, so like post Xbox 360, like GameCube, PS2, <laughs> just the Game Boy Advance SP, the Game- just a square <laughs> with buttons, just hey, laying I mean, a on lot top of a of lot it. of games use the Game Boy Advance SP as a controller. So I know, <laughs> and it's not good. I think GameCube. Um, I love the GameCube controller. I mean, you look at it now; they're still making them new for competitive play, like Super Smash Brothers. Oh, and yeah, stuff it's because like there's that. there's no other option that was. I mean, you have the Pro Controller technically, right, but. but- that's because they're not going to have a C-stick. They it, didn't change the, the form of the controller so much, as, aside from like the, the analog... I not do the analog not sticks, the, like the how the back buttons feel on a right. GameCube controller. And they controller. changed it to feel more like like modern triggers, too. And yeah. they have kind of like the vibrate... They don't, the, like they the don't feel like a, like a rusty spring that goes <laughs> on for a mile when you push it down. It's like... <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember, I remember I had one that like, it got stuck. Oh, you yeah. push it, and I had to wait like 10 minutes, and it would pop back up. Yeah, those are the cheapest feeling controllers. They may have been comfortable, but... I always remember that the rubber came off, and it was just kind of the spiky rubber. Oh, yeah. And, and on the games where you're like moving the, moving the analog stick in like the Mario Party, you have bloody hands and... Yeah, so I Google. You gotta learn from all these other designs. Yes, I hope the controller doesn't 
look like this if it's gonna look like this i think the triggers are a big portion of a controller yeah. if the triggers can feel nice and if maybe this very obscure design just slides into your hand and this and if this is for like a, like a streaming gaming service mm -hmm. like people pay a lot of money for custom controllers that have like right back paddles right. and like customizable buttons and like you have so much opportunity to just make a controller there's that There's also has... a lot of room here. Yeah, there's <laughs> so much room! There's so much empty there's... space on this controller. <laughs> also, this, this controller is like, looks like ice. Like, there's no grip. Mm -hmm. I could like... It's gonna slide right out I'm gonna out get angry hands. and break my computer <laughs> because it slips out of my hands. It's just soap. Do you think they're gonna go for having like a, like, proprietary console thing or is it just gonna be, it's gonna be a computer right or like a computer or just like through google like you can sign up through a service here's the yeah here's the so. controller and stuff like that yeah i assume so you just you sign up and they send you the controller for free based on that mm -hmm. i don't think so it's probably gonna be like 60 bucks oh 100 percent. then we'll get a mad dogs controller that's a copy <laughs> for google. mad cats mad cats is mad dogs it was mad cats it, this has happened a hundred times yeah. i always correct mad you. animals <laughs> mad animals but yeah that was the controller leak and that was the news was for the, the news. news it was a light week it was a light week not it was, much going on but in the next section we are going to talk about today's mario day so we're going to talk about everything mario we're going to break down IGN's top 10 Mario games, talk about that, uh, talk a little bit about what we're looking for for the next Mario game, so we'll see you in the next one. All right, see you, see you later. Welcome back to Mario Day, Mario. Mario's B-Day. Turns 35. Well, actually, I don't actually know how that works. I'm going to look this it, up. I don't know how old is Mario. How old is Mario? How old? How old, how old is Mario? Mario is 24 to 25. When did Mario come out? <laughs> 24 to 25. Not with that facial They hair. just celebrated 30 years. So, I mean, it came out in 1985. So, do, do a little math. It's 2019. 1985. It's been a while. <laughs> Over 30, under 40. There you go. So, yeah, we're, it, it, today's Mario Day. Do you think Mario deserves his own holiday? March I, 10th? I think it's Mario? better than Valentine's Day. You think Mario Day's more of a holiday? Or Labor Day. <laughs> yes. Also, for those of you who are easily fooled like me and don't think about things, it's March 10th, which is M A R. One, one zero, oh, which is Mario. Mario. Yes, it's very clever. Blew and my mind. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, Mario came out in 1985, and it kind of just it it, it helped the NES and Nintendo um, yeah. going forward. I mean, with the kind of the gaming crash that happened, then it kind of put gaming back onto it its feet. It is one of the most successful franchises. It is and the most successful the franchise. The most successful. And the Tetris. Right, and still going strong <laughs> and still running hard. So, uh, first, before we go into anything, we're just gonna do IGN's top 10 Super Mario games of all time, starting with number 10, which is Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. So I've never played this Mario <laughs> game. <laughs> have you played it before? Nope! <laughs> it was on the original Game Boy. So um, we have a lot to talk about about this one. Yeah, so it was on the original Game Boy. Neither of us played it. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fill this in a little bit with the fact that I cannot stand platformers. Which is which is almost ninety percent Mario. At which least all, early Mario. All Mario. All yeah. early Mario. My first Mario game was Super Mario sixty four. Right. For the Nintendo sixty four. Right. And so I almost I almost said the Nintendo Switch. Just yeah. Real tired. But uh, so I was I was under the impression that Mario was a three D game, and then I learned. And we'll see. And the problem with that too. Is Super Mario 64 was an amazing game. It was such a good game. Like, for the Nintendo 64, for the time, and even, like, now, I mean, now, they've, it's been remade in other... It was, on the, it. It was on the if DS. you haven't played it, play it. It's but so good. Even if you're not into, like, oh, it's, it looks like it doesn't look visually appealing and stuff like that. Like, at the time, like, that game was 
it was phenomenal. This yeah. first step in the 3D uh, was just it was it was great for Mario. And if you, that was your first game, I can understand why you may hate 2D platformers <laughs> because Super Mario 64 ruined it for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll go into my first Mario game because it's at some point in this list, but we'll talk about that later. Number nine <laughs> is Super Mario Brothers 2. This we have played. I have played this one. So this was originally on the um, NES. Uh, but I didn't play it on the NES because I think it was, it might have been Japan only on just the NES. But it came to Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, as Super Mario Brothers Advance. Yeah. And so that's when I first played it was on the Game Boy Advance. And I mean, I, I love this game. It was kind of a step away from the original kind of Mario. It was almost kind of like a Zelda 2 of the Zelda yeah. series. I mean, it kept kind of the same uh, run from point A to point B. So it didn't change like mechanically a lot. But there was things like... Um, Little potions that would make hidden doors, and you go through them and it would like freeze time. There was new enemies that 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 weren't in the previous game. You're trying so. to figure out what worked, right? What they exactly could add to make it more interesting. And in this game, you you weren't only playing as Mario, but you could switch from Mario, Toad, Luigi, and Peach, which is was Princess Toadstool before she was Peach. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I first played this on the Game Boy, and I remember playing a lot of of this on the Game Boy, and I remember being really hard. I mean, I could have just been. We were young, a ten so. year old that couldn't do platformers but and that's the thing about Mario <laughs> Mario is not easy Mario platformers specifically right. are not easy games like when you're thinking like right. these are games you should get into when you're young and you may not know what you're doing this is these are hard right. and this and Super Mario Brothers 2 actually introduced a lot of uh, mainstream stuff to the series like this was the first introduction of Birdo which Birdo was kind of one of the first enemies that you fought she'd shoot her little eggs you'd jump on them you could pick them up mid-air which doesn't really make sense and then throw it at her uh, this was the first game to introduce Shy Guys which are obviously prominent now prominent, in all yeah. forms of Mario um, and this also added just a sense of verticality with Mario games I mean in the original Mario it was from point A to point B, and you can jump on the blocks, but you didn't really have like a height in this one. There yeah, was like hills you can jump, yeah. right? There's hills you can jump on. You can go down, so there was more of a sense of verticality. Yeah, that was I'm surprised at how, this one. how low this is on this list. I mean, it's number nine, right? So I feel like this. But I mean, out of all the Mario games, there's a lot of Mario games. Yeah, I, so mean, I mean, either way, mm -hmm. it's still this is probably what most people played. With right. Super Mario 2. And this was definitely one of the more popular ones. And mm -hmm. it introduced so many characters and so many things within the game that right. deserves respect, I think. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed Super Mario 2. So, number eight on this list, which is probably one of my favorite 3D Mario games, is Super Mario 3D World. I love 3D. I remember when this was advertised, and I was like, this got to the point where I was like, Mario's getting, d diving into a strange realm because he's now a cat. There's a superpower where you can turn into a cat. And I'm like, Hmm. Mario's gonna be a cat. <laughs> He's gonna be a cat. How's that gonna He's work out? He's a furry out? now. He's a furry. Good. But it, the cat power up is so it's so fun. You can climb walls with it. You can actually hit enemies now. If you push like the attack button, you can like wow, <laughs> scratch at them. Um, but no, it was a, it was a <laughs> Jesus shots fired. <laughs> um, it was a beautiful looking game. I mean, and this was it was it was less sandboxy than the other. Th "Quote unquote 3D Mario games." This was more a 3D, 2D Mario game. If yeah, that really yeah. makes any sense. If you played it, you understand. Yeah, we don't it, know how to describe it. It took the concept of a 2D Mario and put it into a 3D plane. It which, didn't have which the, really worked. It was right. It was it, cool. It did. It didn't have the sandboxness of like a Galaxy or a uh, Super Mario Sunshine. But like I said, it did take that 2D Mario and give it a 3D feel to work with. Uh, and this was another game that introduced a lot of just enemies that we had never seen before yeah. but and this came out on the wii u correct yes this was yeah, at this first was it was introduced on the wii u and then the best console best selling console ever. best selling ever. console ever a lot of people were, were really wanting this to be ported to the switch because they're like yes yeah. i'll buy 3d well World it's, it's a good again. game i mean right, it should exactly. be ported to the switch and at first i mean this first uh introduction of the 3d started on the 3ds actually with 3d land so 3d land is actually like a predecessor to 3D World, and it was kind of that same thing, and introduced like the concepts of you could like on this one you could play as Rosalina, right. and there's like the golden mush or the the golden leaf, I think. So if you die a certain amount of times on the level, you get a golden leaf, which gives you like immunity throughout the level, yeah. so you can't die and stuff like that. Which is just like a little like, here you go, you've been dying a lot. <laughs> here you go. Um, this is hard. This is hard. Here you go. So that's that was number eight. So number seven was Super Mario Galaxy, which is. Which is an amazing Which game. Which is an amazing game. It, but another one of those kind of like 
Really? Mario in space. Mario like, in on space. paper, that seems like a risky move. not Mario. And even like advertising, like Mario in space seems like a risky play. But I mean, it was great. Uh, they kind of took the concept of in Super Mario Sunshine, you always had those sub levels which brought you into like this black space world or whatever. And you'd have these platforming yeah. um, obstacles that you would do. And Super Mario Galaxy is just that in an entire game. I mean, now you're in. Obviously, a galaxy. You're, you're in space. You're here in space. Yes, you didn't get that part. Right. No, and that game really kind of sold like the whole 3D thing again. Right. Which and was it, nice. It introduced the gravity mechanics. Ah, too. there we go. I yeah. was trying. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, yeah. So gravity. not. So not only are you having your 3D Mario platforming, but you have to take into account gravity as yeah. well which was it, was it was cool to be able to like have a small planet and run around it and jump and just have mario yeah. like fall into that gravitational pull and just kind of fall around it or just be sucked into another little planet's gravitational pull which and just is be sucked cool. around yeah. that one it was a great idea right yeah that that game did a lot really well and it could have gone horribly because <laughs> mario in space it was a bold call on Nintendo's part. And right. Not a lot of people believed in it, but, you know. But that was number seven. So number six was the first one. It was the classic. Super Mario the original Bros. Super Mario Brothers, which, I mean, there's not much to say about yeah, this Yeah, I mean, one. it's just a platform. It was, like, a, one of the best early platformers right, exactly. for any system. Mm -hmm. It sparked an entire generation of gaming and these beloved characters, which yeah. is Mario. And then it was essentially re-released, like, hundred times throughout the past decades I'm sure after you, that. I'm sure so you can I mean, still find it. I mean, there's online versions of it. I know oh, yeah. that you can play to this it's day. On, it's on the Switch. You can, you can get it on the you Switch. If you have Switch online, you can play the original Super Mario Brothers for not free because you're paying for the online, but essentially free. It's really hard. It is. I, I, I really hard. It's harder than the second one. There's it a is. lot of games that I played as a kid that I played again as an adult and I was like wow how did I beat this as a kid and the original Super Mario Brothers was I don't think I ever beat the game but it was like how did I get farther than the second level <laughs> yeah, in this game this it is, is not an easy and it's like uh, this game was before like checkpoints and stuff you had one shot to complete this level you can get to the end and die and then you could start all over again there was and this was released on console and arcade so correct yeah so back in the arcade so is Super Mario 2 uh, yes yes so number five is Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. So this was just another... I, I didn't play a lot of this this game, but this was just another one that introduced uh, a different mechanic into a Mario game. So in this one, you actually play as Yoshi trying to protect Baby Mario. So Baby Mario lands on an island full of Yoshis, and the Yoshis, it's their job to protect Baby Mario. And after every level, what happens is because there's like different colored Yoshis and stuff like that. After every level, they kind of like pass them on to the next Yoshi. <laughs> like, I'm done. It's your turn. And the next colored Yoshi does the level. So it's kind of cool in that aspect. Yeah. But it kind of, uh, it, it kind of focused more on Yoshi than Mario. If yeah. you got hit, then Mario would turn into a little bubble and he'd start crying, which is the most obnoxious <laughs> sound ever. So you're trying to kill the enemies and Mario's just like, <laughs> And you're like, I'll be there in a second, Mario. Hold on. Um, really, it's just a parent trainer. It is. It, it, it teaches you how to be a parent. It's like, man, we don't want these children to abandon their kids. Let's give them, let's give them a nice little trainer. Just screaming children <laughs> as you're trying to do other tasks. Right. And in this game, instead of like jumping on enemies' heads, you had like eggs that you would use. So yeah. you have Baby Mario on your back, and you throw eggs and stuff, which kind of was the how Yoshi was used in all other yeah. iterations of Yoshi afterward and all the other Yoshi this games. This is more of a himself. Super Yoshi game than it is right. a Super Mario game, but we're... There's Baby Mario in it. So we're gonna get, I don't think this deserves to be number five of ten so. of the greatest Super Mario games. I don't know, man. I haven't played a lot of it, but from what I have seen of it, I it's mean, a beautiful looking game. It's like a, it's like a hand-drawn cartoon. Yeah. Like, 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 colored pencil look to it. Yeah. And it's really, it, it kind of was the predecessor to Yoshi's, uh, Yoshi's, Yoshi World? Yoshi's World on the Nintendo 64? I don't know, remember what it's called. Yeah. I think it's Yoshi's World, which I played a lot of that on the Nintendo 64, but this was kind of a predecessor to it. And then that game had a lot of, like, it was a, it was a pop-up book, essentially, but it was kind of that art style in the yeah. same sense. Um, but yeah, number four is Super Mario Galaxy 2. Which, okay. I mean, yeah. We talked about Super Mario Galaxy. This is the sequel. Right. I and didn't it, think it was as good as the first one. Well, and I think it just wasn't as 
like surprising. Like, yeah. I mean, after Super Mario Brothers came out, we're like, yeah, there's 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 gonna be a second one. And Mario like, in space works. Well, <laughs> Mario in space two wasn't as surprising as Mario in space one. I mean, it added a lot of features. There was Yoshi in the second one. Different Yoshi's had different powers. So I mean, it was that. It added a lot of power ups, like the drill power up, which a lot of the planets you can drill right through. It added the cloud one, which you would jump and like little cloud platforms would pop up. But other than that aspect, it didn't add a lot much from the second one. It just took a lot, which was great from the first one, and reiterated it into the second one. I don't think it was as popular or as good just because Mario Galaxy was, like I said, kind of so risky in the beginning, but... Yes. It changed a lot, but I mean, yeah. Right, this know. didn't change a lot for the Mario I would definitely franchise. put Super Mario Galaxy ahead of Super Mario Galaxy 2. Right. Because in this list, it's number four. And I don't know if... I mean, there's we're going to get to the games that aren't on this list that we think should definitely be on this list, but right. I mean, I don't... I don't necessarily agree that this should hold such a high stand on this uh, specific list. Right. I agree. I think I liked the first one better. But then again, there's a lot of things that the second one did that I really enjoyed, too. Like, a lot of the Yoshi levels are really fun and really cool, so... Yeah. Once again, what makes a Mario game better? A Yoshi. Yoshi. (laughs) Yoshi? Where's Yoshi Day? (laughs) Yoshi's not getting any praise. Okay, number three is Super Mario Brothers 3, which I don't... I remember playing a lot of this one. <laughs> Us with every one of the <laughs> I don't remember playing this. I don't this. remember. All the ones that we loved and played didn't make this list, so... Uh, yeah, we're, we're reading the description here just so that we can have an idea of... Yeah, I think it was just the third Super Mario Bros. Yeah, game. Was, I mean, it's just like... It, I'm it, pretty sure it released under a different name. Yeah, I think later on. It, it, I think this is the one that introduced... The Tanuki suit? Yeah, so this was the little, like, like raccoon suit that you had, and you would, uh, you had, like, a little tail whip that you can do, and you can run and kind of do, like, a little hover and stuff. So it added things like that. It added the, um, the, the warp whistle, which you can use to warp, um, into different worlds and stuff like that, so you don't have to move through world and world, or you didn't have, like, the secret passage from the first one where you would like jump on top of the level and walk through and there'd be like the three pipes that lead to different levels um so yeah other than that it's your normal super mario yeah. brothers game 2d but yeah it's it's high up there i mean i feel like they just kind of splattered this original super they put one i think is nine two yeah. is six and this is three three so yeah they're kind of makes sense it kind of like yeah the progression they kept getting them. better right which makes sense most of these there's not there's really not, like, a, a bad Mario game. I mean, there's some, like... If you can think of one that's like, ooh, I don't want to play that, like, what would be that Mario game to you? I feel like there's not... I mean, yeah, there's, I there's mean, games yeah. that I wouldn't, like, enjoy well, playing. Well, once again, like, I'm not a huge fan of platformers. So, so any of those? Well, and, and it's not... that. It's just that they're they're all built on the same principle and the same mechanics. So it's, right. like, it's like, yeah, they're not going to be bad, but they're not... Like the They're original, not doing anything different. The original Super Mario Bros. is fun for about 15 minutes. But it's it's a hard game, and it's not very exciting. Can but you it, think of, like, a lot of people can finish Super Mario Bros. in that time? Like, speedrunners can do Super Mario Bros. in 15 minutes? I am not one of those people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Super yeah. Mario Bros. 3 is number three. Which I didn't even get that the first time I said it. So. <laughs> of course it is. Number two, which I think is very appropriate, Super Mario Bros. 64. Probably we we already talked about this in the beginning. One of my favorite games... Of games, like of all time, like, it was it, it was just a, a game that I remember. It even playing it recently, just being just legitimately fun. And like, I have a, a str- we both have a strong bias. This is our this is our right. generation. This, this is, is our childhood. And then we weren't around for the platformer Super Mario. We played those right. later on different systems, but we were there for the Nintendo sixty four. Right. And this game. And was this great. one, I mean, I played a lot of it on the Nintendo sixty four, but. I mean, I was a little younger when the Nintendo 64 came out, but I remember playing a lot of this on the Nintendo DS, because it was remade for the DS. DS, We both had that. And on the DS, you could play as Mario, Yoshi, and Wario, and, yeah, Luigi as well. Um, And it added a lot of fixes to, like, the controls and the camera and all that stuff, but it was just like... jumping through a painting is so satisfying. (laughs) And the ripple effect that they had on that. Right. To this day, when I go to art museums, I'm like, man, I wish I could jump through that painting. And it would like ripple. Oh, this game was amazing. It was 3D, which at that time was incredible. Right, and, and it was like it, it 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 was like this is exactly what Mario looks would look like in 3D. Like when yeah. this game came out, you're like, 
it just seemed like the next nailed step. Nailed it. They're like, yeah, this is this is exactly what I thought Mario in the three dimensional space would look like, and it was it was great. The level designs were great. The fun and joy from jumping through paintings, and this was one of the games that added a lot of kind of the the secret hints in it. So being able to find those on your own was yeah. really fun too. And it was. Unlike the original Super Mario Bros, it was easy-ish. It was beatable. Yeah, it was actually doable, and it didn't. It wasn't a super hard challenge, and it was more exploratory than it was challenge-based. You right. were, yeah. And on this one, Mario got a whole uh, like slew of new moves. Now you can backflip. Now yeah. you can jump and slide. Now you can like sidestep and being stuff able to like move that. in three-dimensional space is real right. convenient. It, for it me. just added a whole new spectrum of moves that Mario didn't have previously, limited to the the 2D plane of the other games. So, I mean, if if you haven't played Super Mario 64, it holds up. It it does hold up. I mean, you can you can wait and hopefully maybe get it on the Nintendo Switch if it ever comes to the Nintendo Switch, but it's on 64. It's on the I imagine it's on the virtual console for like the Wii U and stuff like yeah. that. So, sadly the Wii virtual console or just you can just get the ROM or you can just be illegal. I don't recommend being illegal, especially now. Because, because of Nintendo being such a, a doofus, and because of, what is yeah. it, MU Paradise? It's yeah. gone, because, yeah. But uh, you can find it. Uh, Just dig it's, hard. It's don't, don't download this is, this any This is my file. number one for right. all Super Mario games. If I had to make this list, this would be number one. But So the number one on this list, and this is actually my number one, and this is the first Mario game that I played, which was Super Mario Bros. World. So this game... Is beautiful. I mean, it was. <laughs> this game is beautiful. Is beautiful. But it was like it, it's that like it was on the Super Nintendo, and it had that like 16-bit like beautiful look to that all these Super Nintendo games had. Yeah. And it, from going off of like Super Mario Brothers three and kind of that progression, it was literally just that. It was that continued progression. They added a lot of mechanics that just made the game better. Yoshi was back in. You had a Yoshi. You had a Yoshi, and which, as we know based on this list, is the only thing that makes these games good. <laughs> Yoshi's you have a Yoshi, there. right? But oh my gosh, I remember playing so much of this game. But it, it was like the other ones; it was equally hard. I don't think I remember playing past like the second level. The first level were really fun. Those two levels, <laughs> those were two worlds, so fun, were amazing. Came out in nineteen ninety. Oh yes, what a fine vintage! <laughs> so this was like the sixteen bit era. And what did you play this on, though? Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Yeah, so this was on the Super Nintendo with all of those other 16-bit yeah. games. I did not uh, play this. I played a lot of this. <laughs> I played a lot. I played, I played too much of this. Too much of this. I think they had this at my dentist's office when I was a kid. That's awesome. And I, this is what I would play. But I didn't have... I, it is a beautiful game. Right. So this one w was cool because it did add a lot of, cool, uh, a lot of new uh, items. Like you had a cape which could make you fly too, and you can do like a cape spin. This one had 96 levels in it, which was like massive, and it had like a secret world at the end, which was like just super difficult Mario yeah. levels as well, which was a crazy amount of levels for a, a Super Mario game. Like, yeah. 100 levels? I'm not playing 100 <laughs> levels. 100 levels? I, I made through one world, I made like eight levels, that was pretty much it. Yeah. But that was Nintendo's top 10. That is not Nintendo's top 10. That is IGN's <laughs> top 10 <laughs> Super Mario, Mario games uh, of all time. Truly the best ones. So now, I mean, we kind of talked about both of our favorite Mario games. I know you don't like 2D platformers, but if you had to pick a 2D Mario game, which one would Super you Super Mario Maker is clearly the superior option here. I mean, I, yeah, I guess it, so. It That's adds true. The, the ability for you to... A, there's, there's everything that was in every one of these games, and they're coming out with right. a new Super Mario Maker on Switch, supposedly, someday in the near future, or yeah. the not-so-near future. Yeah, Super Mario Maker 2. Super Mario Maker 2. Comes out in June, I think. Which obviously isn't going to be on this list, because it hasn't come out yet, but the original Super Mario Maker took all the best parts of Mario, and took all the best parts of being able to create those levels, and made it possible for you to do everything you want to do, and play internationally and play other people's levels and it right. made the fun never end it was a which, big like like uh, for a while that's all people like twitch and youtube were playing was playing through people's super mario maker yeah. these, these crazy levels that people were doing and trying to beat them. yeah because the cool thing about like super mario maker was you had to beat the levels to upload it so you couldn't just upload you couldn't just make an impossible level that no one can play and upload it like you personally had to beat through that level to upload it so if you're Playing Super Mario Maker, there's one level you're like, this is impossible. Someone had to beat that to have <laughs> yeah, a get some, there. So someone I mean, actually had to beat that, which right. is the, it's a it's a, a great idea. It was a great concept, and it was very successful. Right, and it deserves to be. So the other thing that we didn't talk about was that 
Mario had his main core games, which is what the ones we talked about, but there were so many spin-offs. Yeah. I mean, and Mario... The, and this is a top 10 Super Mario game. Right. Game, so. Mario and sports became a thing. <laughs> Soccer, baseball, hockey, Olympics. Like, he was... Intri- yeah. Olympics is not a sport, by the way. <laughs> no, It's a but, collection of sports. Yes, but just the thing, like, that Mario made his way into the Olympics was just like, wow. Good job, Mario. You're killing Money. <laughs> and then, right. And then Mario Party. And yeah. then he got like the spinoff franchise with like the Mario and Luigi games and also, stuff like that. Also, Super Mario Sunshine wasn't on this <laughs> list. And it I'm wasn't. pissed. Which, is, which was like another... I, I feel like that was a pretty influential game. Yes. Like, it, it took what Mario 64 did and just bumped it up. The next step it, on 3D it was, Mario games. It was games. great. And that came out on the GameCube. It did come out. And... and I love that game. I play that game a lot. That was my life. You need to play through Super Mario Sunshine again. Yeah. And Paper Mario. So that was that was cool because then they they're like, hey, let's take Mario and let's make it an RPG. But let's make it in paper. Yeah. And that's like another thing on, on, on paper, I feel like would be like a, I don't know, man. Oh, man and that's the cool thing. Work. That's the cool thing with Mario, and we talked about this last time with Mario and Zelda. We've seen their art styles fluctuate so much in the last thirty years. Yeah. Between the Mario and Luigi series to the Super Mario to the Mario Party to the sports games to Paper Mario, like that's a crazy art style to jump through and just have all the games still be well received. Like I remember playing the original Paper Mario on the Nintendo 64, but my favorite Paper Mario was A Thousand Year Door for the GameCube. Oh, that was such a good. And that's like it added a story. So now Mario had a story to it. There was yeah. there was a narrative that you had to play through. You were helping these other characters. You saw characters in new light. Goombas were just not characters you stepped on, but they are people. They're people too. They have families. Hashtag Goomba rights. <laughs> Hashtag Goomba rights. But yeah, one of the first characters you run into is a female Goomba that wants to be an adventurer and find treasure and stuff like that and helps you on your adventure. What was cool about Paper Mario is you took the normal enemies that you would fight and they became your partners throughout this narrative. So you had like Koopas and you had Goombas and you had other us that were on your team other us all the us all the us and it also introduced a lot of new enemies and stuff like that it was just it was a really good game and then they started to with all these other games make it all crafty and stuff like the new one was very much like like sticker star instead of like making it more of a turn-based rpg it was like a card game so you like had cards that you would pick from and then you would use like those stickers as like power-ups and stuff like that I, I personally didn't like those ones as much. I like more of just the traditional like fireball attack and stuff like that instead of having like a, a card to use. But both of all those games were still well received. But and that, I think that's you know the the mark of a truly great IP is a game that can stand by itself in every um, in in any style, mm-hmm. which is which is what Mario does. Right. Because you can have three D Mario, you can have platforming Mario, you can have paper Mario, you can have you know. All these different iterations of Mario, and it it all stands up, and right. and that's incredible, especially for from 1985 to have a franchise that's still right. going, it's still to going this strong. Day. And I guess just to play off of that, we'll 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 kind of wrap up on here is uh, Super Mario Odyssey came out in 2017, so it's been two years since we've had really any Mario game, not even kind of any in betweens. So what do you? What do you think is going to be the next step for Mario? I mean, we're getting Super Mario Maker 2 in the summer. Do you think that's going to be the in-between to the next 3D Mario later? Or what do you think yeah, is going to be I that, mean, that next assume, step? I assume so. Because that's that's usually how it goes. I mean, right. they're going to give us, you know, the traditional platformer. And or, then do we you, get the- or do you think it'll be like a remake of a 2D Mario? Kind of like we're getting Link's Awakening on... Uh, like I mean, a remake of that. That would be great. Like a remake of, like, I don't know, some... Super Mario World. Yeah, Super Mario World on the Switch with like a new art style and stuff like that. Would be super cool. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think whatever they do, they have to to push the envelope because that's what has been working for them for the past, you know, 30 years. And if you stop doing that and you stop trying and you just want to make money and pander to people who have already... And I think that's where Nintendo, or at least with the Mario and the Zelda franchise, with their main franchises, they know that like, if they put the hard work and the effort into it, the money will come. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to kind of cut corners and do anything to yeah. to get money going. They know that, hey, if we take six years to make a Mario game, yeah, that's going to be a, a long amount of time, yeah. but it's going to sell a lot of money. Like with uh, Legend of Zelda, like between Skyward Sword came out in 2011 and Breath of the Wild in 2016, I mean, 
if it takes six years to just every game you pump out be amazing, take that six years yeah, to make the, that game amazing. Years. Right, exactly. If there's a motto for our perspective on how games should be made, it's it's take as much time as it takes. Take as your time. Needs. And that's why like a lot of people get upset when games are delayed. Like, delay your game. Make it good. <laughs> Don't just ship it out and be like, oh, we said it's gonna come out tomorrow. Assassin's it's not done. Creed. But <laughs> we're talking to you, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> we're talking to you, Assassin's Creed. So what what is one thing that you would want or would want to change in the next 3D Mario game? I want an ethnic Mario. It's not Italian. <laughs> no. Do you want an ethnic Mario or new an ethnic character in the Mario franchise? I don't think Mario's gonna change. <laughs> I don't no, think. I, I know I, they're not gonna make Mario not white. But, right. I mean, maybe you know, maybe introduce a new character. It's been right. a minute since we've I, had a new character. I, the last new Obviously, character Cappy. I remember, right? Or before that, like <laughs> the big main one, we had like Rosalina and like the Galaxy series and stuff yeah. like that, which was like the new princess, princess of Rosalina the galaxy. Rosalina and Luna. The best Smash characters. I think on I, that, but I want to see. I mean, Mario's been great at just introducing. Sorry, watching Galaxy gameplay, and I'm just like, I want to play Galaxy now. Yeah. Well, it's so um, cool because you can go like under stuff because right. how gravity works, that was cool. and it's just such a interesting concept. And that's the thing. I want new concepts. I mean, the big thing with this with Odyssey was like the capture mechanic, and that's cool, and I loved it, and I think it's great. But I want to see a lot of stuff like like you said, pushing the envelope, like Mario in space. Like that's hard. But let's make it work. Let's take six years and make this game amazing. I want to see stuff like that. Let's make Mario in space good. And let's make all of the different ways that you can, you know, function within that space that we've created for you so fluid and incredible and easy to use that you just want to keep playing, which is what... Which is what Mario does so well, is once you start exploring the world in whatever form that may be, whether it's 2D or 3D, Mm. or, you know, it has, Mm. you know, undefined gravity, or you're just playing traditional, like, Super Mario 64, like, it's just such a a fun space to be in and explore and discover things. Right. And so, all I can ask is that the next game does that in a surprising way, and I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that it won't, so. Yeah, I agree. So... Thank you, Mario, for thank you, 30 Mario, for plus years of amazing games that have made us laugh and cry and, thank and you, Nintendo. throw our controllers. It's really thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> They're the ones who created Mario yeah. in the first place. So, I mean, that's the podcast for the day. It was a little shorter on the news, but we got to show our love to our favorite Italian mustached plumber. So, that's <laughs> the, it for the podcast. The only. Today. The only uh mustache Italian who isn't a pedophile, so, <laughs> or at least with a mustache that thick. Uh, Alright, right, have a good day. Stay classy. See you later, guys.